Fit for Life Radio, episode 119. Will and I, Will and Gary, William, Will I Gary am. We are coming at you today talking about do your genes make you fat? Make me fat. Do my genes make me fat? Are they skinny genes? Are they. Boot cut jeans. <laughs> boot cuts. Boot cut mom jeans. Do you want to hear a story? We had uh, um, a funeral to go to this weekend, so I was like, I got to get, you know, I want to look nice. And my suit is at the tailor right now, so I was like, I can't wear my suit. It's being tailored. It's being brought <laughs> How in. How often you wear your suit, I man? know, right? Why are you getting your suit tailored the one time well, of year you need we it? We have a, a wedding coming up. Oh, and look so, at you. So, like, I, it's there, and I was like, man, now I can't wear my suit. And I don't really, I mean, well... I coach for a living. I don't really have a lot of dress-up clothes. Um, so I was going to just wear, like, khakis and a nice shirt. Like, nothing crazy. Did I go to put on my khaki pants? Couldn't even <laughs> couldn't even button them. But I've gained – since I bought them and I wore them, I've gained, like, 12 pounds on purpose. Like, it's just where I'm at. But, man, I put them on, and they were tight. You need those drawstring khakis. Bro, I, I, I do. And Whitney was like, what? <laughs> Why don't we try to put, like, a hair tie around your button so that you can get it closed? And I was like, man – and then it, it just ended up, she was like, you can't wear those. You can't, you can't do it. Like, those are 28s. Like, that's at my, you know, smallest. Yeah. Like, I got these little little boy hips, oh, yeah. you know. Um, but anyways, so mm. those, yeah, it was rough. Those easy pants, man, with the, with the drawstring. Drawstring's where it's at, ways. man. Now I get it. Well, we're not talking about J-E-A-N-S jeans. Nah. Talking about G-E-N-E-S jeans and really obviously it's a touchy subject yeah but we're actually precision nutrition had a research review in their pn academy super interesting yeah really really interesting so we're just gonna go over that kind of talk about it some things we notice of working with people ties in and takeaways right and we've kind of had these theories and we had no idea really what it was and we've talked about it, like, over the years. We just see people and notice that, like, there's almost just two types of people. Mm-hmm. And this so study actually is from 2001 where they identified two phenotypes. One is called a thrifty phenotype, which means their metabolism is wired to store more energy when they overeat and burn less of it when they stop eating the opposite so that would so yeah that's someone who you would experience yeah you gain weight easier mm-hmm. right and, then and it's, it's harder, harder to, to lose, lose weight yeah so super simple then the opposite of that is the spendthrift phenotype which is someone who their metabolism speeds up when you take in too many calories, thus limiting weight gain. And it doesn't slow down very much when you cut back. Mm. 
making it easier to get lean and stay lean. Yeah. So and so a good example is I am definitely just from doing this and knowing a spend thrift phenotype. And For we'll sure. Get, we'll get into some other reasons that make it obvious. They actually eventually get into some study on intermittent fasting, and I've it parallels the spend thrift phenotype experience with that mm-hmm. parallels from the studies that they did parallels me me personally from what I know about myself which I found interesting and so yes and we've always told people this and been fully transparent of you have these things and yeah for some people some things are harder some things aren't and you have to accept that but then realize that there's still principles yes. that are in place and some and that's just the way it is Ge- our genetics dictate so much and if you dwell on what you can't control you're doomed right and that's for anything right like why you know why am i losing my hair right <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's just, i could be super sad about it all the time but it's a genetic thing yeah, right you're so, not getting it back exactly so you could well let me focus on things i can control and you you just uh, like I mean, and obviously there are some people who hit genetic jackpot, right? For Which sure. Which is the problem with social media nowadays. Those are the 1% you're going to see on your Instagram. And the ones that rise to the top. Yeah, the ones who naturally uh, gain muscle easy, but burn fat easy, keep all their hair, have perfect teeth. Have right? great beards. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just have everything. Um, and, you know, in the world, and with women, it's 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 been like this for even longer, right? Because, the, you know, beauty and standards and all that have been around in magazines and pushed more on women than even men. And so, yeah, that's what I want to preface this with saying is you want to kind of, man, like this is going to be a little harder for me, but then that's no reason maybe not to try or not to do certain things. It just gives you a little bit of knowledge that like, this is, you know, most likely the way that I operate and you can use that Mm -hmm. just as data to know what, you know, it's going to take to change or just how you, how your body behaves. Yeah. So we know again, so we've established the, in this research from before seems to be two phenotypes. So two types of people thrifty and spend thrift. Um, now to me, th- those are a little confusing. You might get them confused. So let's, what, what do you, what do you say so we want to call them going forward? Will mm. the, um, Let's 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 do the slow metabolism and the fast metabolism. The slow phenotype and the fast phenotype. Yeah, that would be a fine way to do it because then that that makes a lot of sense. Because when we read through this, I, I would have to like second guess, like which because they both again? have the word yeah. thrift, thrift in them. Yeah. So going forward, the thrifty phenotype we'll is going to be, be slow. slow, and the spendthrift is going to be fast. Yeah. All right. So now with these experiments, they both involved kind of energy imbalances, right? So they, what they did was they overfed the participants for 48 hours, giving them twice as much food as they needed to maintain their current weight. It then compared those results to the uh, same participants going 48 hours with no food at all. And then so let's see straight what would fast. Um, and what would happen was kind of what they thought. Um, people with either phenotype would 
kind of burn or their metabolism would adjust accordingly, right? Um, so the people with the slow metabolism would not burn, you know, when they're increased, when they were fed more food, they would basically store store fat, their metabolism would not increase much. And they would just basically, hey, let's let's store this, this, this extra calories as body fat easier, right? Whereas a lot of the fast metabolism people will, um, it was maybe speed up their yeah, little metabolism, it ramps up and their body's like, let me, burn, let me kind of burn this, right? Mm -hmm. And vice versa, then when they weren't fed, the um, slow metabolism would not make a ton mo bigger adjustment, it, w it would take well, this was no food too for 48 hours and it would just kind of be a slight change. Mm -hmm. Whereas the fast metabolism, oh, let's, let's go ahead and start burning our stored energy. Yep. And you can also see it as this was where I would see it based on people's personality type. Typically people who have a fast metabolism are more stress fight or flight type. Yes. Um, more anxious. Yeah. When they, they can go all day without eating and they're just like, cause when they're stressed, they'll just forget about food. And whereas the slow metabolism people typically are little stress eat and it's just two different personality mm -hmm. types. So the thing that was that they did not expect and wanted to see was, so the prevailing belief was that people with either phenotype burned about the same number of calories um, when at, they wanted to see how it happens when they were at maintenance. Yeah. Right. Just what it takes to stay where you're at. So not when they were being overfed doubly or not eating at all. Let's see what happens with that. So the scientists recruited 108 healthy volunteers for a experiment where for 24 hours, the participants lived inside a respiratory chamber where they were fed three meals designed to keep them in energy balance in a respiratory chamber. That's super healthy. It means it's pretty accurate because that's how we can actually accurately tell how many calories we're burning because mm -hmm. it's through our oxygen, heart rate, things like that. Yeah, that's like the best way that you can do something like this. Then for another 24 hours, they lived inside the chamber while fasting. So 24 hours basically being fed exactly what they needed to maintain their weight and then another 24 hours without eating. So fasting, obviously that's a deficit. They drew blood from the participants before and after so that they could assess hormone levels. What happened was during the 24 hour fasting period, those that were identified with a slow phenotype had a much steeper drop in energy expenditure, meaning you naturally don't move as much. Yeah. So they slowed down. They slowed down. Their energy expenditure declined 11%, while the opposite, so the fast phenotype, had just a 4% decrease. So they don't slow down as much. And that, you know, is yeah, obviously helpful if you're trying to, you're trying to lose weight. You're keeping your activity, your, your neat, your non-exercise mm -hmm. activity stays a little higher. And we talk about this all the time, how neat is actually more impactful than exercise or exercise activity and you see so that could be one reason oh this how come this person is loses weight easier that phenotype well they naturally don't they drop just, their need as much yeah they move more even when they're not eating quite as much and that was kind of what they would expect right okay well yeah, yeah this group who actually struggles to lose weight more 
their non-exercise activity ag- dips down significantly more. Mm-hmm. Now, what they did not expect was the two groups burned calories at about the same rate while fasting. So even though the slow phenotype had less like they did less mo- movement and activity, they still burned the same amount of calories as the fast group. Um, why would that be? There is a um, big disparity in the two groups in their me- metabolic rates when they were adequately adequately fed. The slow group burned 124 calories a day more than this than the fast group when they were in energy balance. So when they were eating to maintain their energy, actually the the slower metabolism group burned a little bit more more calories. Um, so they so they had a higher ceiling, a higher baseline, which could explain why you know they ended up not burning as much when they were fasting. So mm-hmm. it could actually it all washes out because they were burning more when they were eating the appropriate amount. Yeah. Um so then the follow-up question uh, that Precision Nutrition talks about is why did the fast group have a smaller decline in energy expenditure while fasting? Uh, so this is where it gets real interesting and connects a lot of things we've seen. And so me talking as a fast Yeah, and with ourselves. Um, so that reason could be hormone levels. Uh, ultimately, the fast metabolism group, their adrenaline increased 4.3 times as much as the slow group during the 24-hour fast. And this directly, again, like I said, for me, makes a strong connection. I never have had a great experience with fasting because I get very, like, jittery and, and stressed out, you know. And this literally shows what's happening is, yeah, this type of person, when you're wired this way, this phenotype – you're literally, yeah, quadruple. Getting a huge shot of adrenaline. Yeah, four times as much adrenaline um, when fasting, yeah, right? Which, which gets your heart rate up and your blood pressure. And yeah, that's why you would get the jitters. Yep. And then, yeah, prevents you. And so, yeah, you're jittering more. Um, like Will said, this also opens your airways, blood vessels, take in more oxygen, all these things that, lead to like, hey, let me, let me go do something, right? Oh, fight or flight. And from an evolutionary perspective, it makes sense that you would get a dose of adrenaline when you're out of food. So it kind of motivates you to have more alertness and yeah, readiness. So you can get the food. Yeah, to let me go find something to eat. Now, on that same token, it also makes sense that some people would be the slow group, right? To downshift metabolically, uh, preserving your resources for what could be, oh, I don't, maybe food's not coming for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, say you, there's advantage to both, right? So the fast metabolism person, oh my gosh, I'm fasting. Let me go find food. And then maybe you do actually find food and that's good. But if you don't, you're actually expending, moving yourself closer to starving, right? So they talk about, you know, speculating in here. So obviously like we evolved, to have both those phenotypes because they are important and when you think about it so in a group it would be useful to have both types of people yeah from a survival standpoint right um and in reality that yeah that's kind of where we're at 
noun. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is two types of people like that, it seems. And evolutionarily, that makes sense, right? Noun, since, and then here's the other thing, right? Which they don't talk about, but this is us connecting the dots. In today's environment now, that made sense back in the day when food was scarce and we didn't know when our next meal could but be. But now it's not scarce. Now it's not scarce. It's freaking so, everywhere. Yes. And so then you look at how it's laid out. Who does that favor? It definitely favors the fast the metabolism because we are most of us are fortunate enough to be in an environment of surplus and extra. Well, yeah. then the group who doesn't uh, store as much and is more likely to increase um, energy expenditure with an increase in food. It's is, a lot easier for is, you. It's going to be easier and benefit, right? So, and then also in literally being in a fasted state is more stressful for them. Yeah. Right. So you have all this availability, which favors how, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to feel normal. You're not going to feel jittery or have that adrenaline. And you can just really like get away with eating more with no real yeah. detriment to it. So then you start to see where, if you are a slow metabolism phenotype, yeah, intermittent fasting might be a, a more, <coughs> excuse me, helpful strategy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you're not as affected as the fast burner yep. is, or the fast metabolism person is by fasting. And it's actually probably going to help you. And, you know, what we find a lot with intermittent fasting, like it can be a useful way to just drop <coughs> calories in general. So, you know dropping that time that you're going to eat food or the we'll talk about the availability of your food is Mm -hmm. probably a good idea and then you also see double whammy of yes so the strategy that works best for your phenotype or possibly is harder to execute and again this surplus abundant world food Mm -hmm. is love all this stuff when when in reality hey going longer periods of time and this like our baseline strategy for a lot of people is just eat three meals and skip the snacking. So yeah, that's also kind of a form of intermittent fasting because you're going longer between meals without eating. Yep. It's harder because everywhere you go, there's snacks and this and that. And yeah, you have those friends who you're like, they snack all day long and never gain weight. Well, they're probably the fast phenotype. And um, when if they do overconsume, they're more likely to incre- increase their metabolism. Um and that's that's just the way it is, yeah. right? There's nothing you can do to just change your genetics. So so, and then one thing from the studies. So yeah, so that again, hormones, fasting, adrenaline, gets them ramped up. Now, something that was harder to explain from the studies was the fast and slow alike. When they decreased their energy expenditure during the 24-hour fast and did so in a way that was uniform and predictable for their phenotype. Um, Hold on, I'm misreading that. Okay, so so in the study, like we said, they had 24 hours without food, right? Which in reality... That, like, one day without food doesn't even put a dent in your energy reserves, right? We all, even if you're lean, you have pounds and pounds, thousands and thousands of calories of energy reserve. Yeah. Um, you're, you're not close unless, you know, you literally are starving, you know, wasted away. But, yeah, so most of us, you know, one day is nothing. It's not even going to be anything. So for your metabolism to slow down, 
it shows like it, it is a uh, even just from that one day it's a precaution um that's built in for yeah, us just right? a self-preservation it's also probably why the big when we say oh i'm gonna do a diet naturally cut calories it seems to be and this is my always my experience in working with people those first few days are really hard first day or two yeah you're three days fighting against and everything. eventually it's not it's you settle in and it gets easier right but yeah that why so why initially oh my gosh we've cut down calories it's like that's our body kind of um ramping having this little alarm and but the reality is it is going to get easier you are going to settle in especially yeah. if the further you are from really lean because mm -hmm. you do have more energy reserves but there is going to be that initial wall wall that's like ah oh, this is this is bad right and so if you can get through that it gets a lot easier um and they they were arguing that there's no logical reason uh why our bodies would do that so but that so that would be our logical reason well it, it does happen um and it's probably just almost like to make us aware like that yeah. we have less energy coming in and, and there's unfun, unpleasant reactions to that. Yeah, but it, it should have been an alarm bell, you know, in our evolution to like, Hey, we need, <laughs> we need more. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough right now so that you are maybe a little bit more motivated to go get something right. Your adrenaline, you know, might go up a little bit, um, to make you more alert so you can go grab stuff. Yep. So some things to really take away are for one, it's, you know, what the way we're wired is it's complex. Very. You know, and, and it's just the way it is. You know, it's, it's from years and years of evolution uh, for, for different environments than we're in now, which makes it seem even more complex than it really is. Um, and you just have to kind of first accept that. Realize, too, that most of us still fall in, like, moderate in the middle ground. Yeah. And then there are the extremes. Um, even with that, you, that's why you want to focus on the principles, right? Cause those are pretty universal. Mm -hmm. And another kind of big takeaway from all this too, is that, and this is something we've seen like cut or dry. Some people might get great results with fasting and others will struggle with it. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you know, so you can read the thing and see that some, and some people just, just swear by it, but you may be one of those people who like myself, I just don't, don't do well with it, yeah. right? It's more stressful. Then I'm thinking about food. Then I'm more likely to binge when it is time to eat. Um, I'm jittery and shaky and just not at a better place, right? Whereas some people who are typically, if you're going to be the slower phenotype, may really benefit from it because, yeah, for one, you may need a bigger deficit to actually start to see weight loss, mm -hmm. right? So ultimately, it's going to be easier to achieve a bigger deficit eating less often. Yeah, you know, not having as many opportunities to eat and you don't get those huge adrenaline. Yeah. So you're largely spikes. unbothered yeah. by that. And that's, that's another thing. I don't know if we even touched on it. Like some, it seems from our observation that people that are that fast metabolism tend to respond to just even a slight deficit. Like for you, mm -hmm. like just a little deficit and you can start losing. Whereas some people who it may be the people with the slow phenotype, they, need a little bit of a bigger deficit to get that, you know, response yeah. to start losing weight. Or with that, and what we've seen with clients is, because the reason that may be that you, you need a bigger deficit is because when you do go in a deficit, your um, 
Your expenditure drops. Your expenditure yeah. drops. So if you measure your expenditure, which is, again, super complicated, but one good way to do it is to track your steps. Yep. Because that will give you a general good idea of your non-exercise activity, your daily expenditure. Mm -hmm. So if you say, I'm going to expend, I'm going to do 10,000 steps a day, you know, so that kind of encompasses all your moving around and make sure you maintain that while your calories are dropping, you may be able to down offset all the negatives we yeah, talked about. Exactly. And, and again, that's a way to fight your genetic phenotype. Your predisposition. Right. So now you don't have to go so low in calories because you're keeping your expenditure the same or even boosting it a little. Yeah. So that's one strategy, right? And that's and again, so this comes back to the principles we talk about for everyone. Strength train a cup two to four times a week. Walk every day. And yeah, try, try to have a step count goal maybe. And, and keep that consistent and no matter where you're consistent. at. Because as you eat less, as we saw, even if you are a fast metabolism, they still had a 4% mm -hmm. decline in their expenditure. So you still need to keep up your, you know, consciously stay yeah. on your expenditure. So right there for most people, I would say that's as far as you really need to go. Yeah. Is try and maintain your expenditure and you'll probably avoid most of these declines we talked about. Mm -hmm. And again, that doesn't mean hardcore workouts, hit workouts, ac it, nothing to do with exercise. This is your, your neat. You're Just not moving. That's not any exercise whatsoever. Very impactful and powerful. So yeah. And then experiment, like we always say different methods, like intermittent fasting or eating more frequently, find what works for you. And I know people hate seeing that, or hearing that because they just want an answer, but it's not that cut and dry. Yeah. When you go back, listen to our podcast with Amanda, you know, it's, it's about personalizing it and realizing that's why we don't, you know, we harp on like when people say you, there's only one way, but there's not, that's the problem. There's not. And you're going to run into things that are just feel awful for you, even though your best friend swears by it. Don't. And you have to trust the awful feeling. Yeah. That and, that's not for you. And don't force it and find an approach that makes it easier. Yeah. Because if, if Gary put all of his eggs in the intermittent mm -hmm. fasting bucket and just kept trying it and trying it, but feeling yeah. awful, like, well, where is he going to get? Then, and here's the thing. Then say, but say I did it and forced it and was where I wanted it to be, but it would feel so unsustainable. Yeah. And then I would even think, I can't, I don't want to do this. This is so bad. And So and being healthy is not for me. Exactly. Whereas, okay, let me just start eating breakfast again. And then you know what? I'll wake up. Oh, I get to eat soon. Look forward to that. Yeah, my yeah. Not, now I'm not pumping adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, you don't get the jitters at a four x rate, and and then and then things still f all fall into place because we know the principle isn't you're not losing weight because you're fasting. It's because you know you manage your total food intake, get in that deficit, yada yada yada. So yeah, just find the methods, the setup, the meal timing, the foods that support you achieving the principles of calorie deficit, sufficient protein. Those are the things that you're trying to achieve. Yep. Find the setup that works for you, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And ultimately, yeah, depending on your pheno phenotype, like we said, there's pros and cons to both. Yeah. Now, in today's environment of a surplus. It's easier to be the fast phenotype. It, it, it's easier. I mean, bottom line, right? Yeah. Like it makes it easier. There's no way around that. So that's how it is. Now, if we were in an environment where you're – where food was really scarce. Where food was really scarce, it would 
be beneficial to be the slower metabolism, mm-hmm. right? Because you're more chill. You're not going to spaz out and go try to find something and then actually not find something. And now you're just closer to death. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it was way more risky back then to mm-hmm. be a fast phenotype because, yeah, if you got something, you were good. Yeah. But if you didn't get something, like you're going to probably die faster than yeah. that slow phenotype. Yep. And then it helped have both in the group because if one died, you still have someone alive to keep keep things going, yeah. right? Um, now today, that's just not. Yeah, we're not having to worry about we're that. We're not having balance. to worry about that. Um, so you, ho- hopefully that all makes sense to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it was we good. F- yeah, we find it you know fascinating. It's cool to see from when you work with people and you notice like trends and things, and then to see stuff like kind of back it up. And we've really like we've talked about this for I don't know. It feels like a mm-hmm. few years about just us noticing that it almost seems like there's two types of people. When it comes to you know losing yeah. weight or yeah, or well, I mean, like we'll that. see. Like, yeah, these people are similar weight or height, but then you assign them a calorie amount, and some people just start losing right away, and some nothing happens, and they got to go way lower. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've seen people. We've had a you know five foot four, hundred and forty pound woman who you know maybe wants to lose the last ten pounds, be able to just eat nineteen hundred calories and lose. and lose, and then we've had you know a five foot you know, for, you know, a hundred and eighty pound woman have to go down to fourteen hundred calories to see the thing things move, right? Um and the biggest takeaway for me is the the hormonal fasting stuff, right? Yeah. And it, so now okay, what type of person may benefit more from an intermittent fasting approach, right? Um now that does doesn't go to say without you could then assign that, yeah, so say a person probably is a slower phenotype, they would benefit from intermittent fasting, but then say their lifestyle is always around food and they start getting stressed because they have to say no all the time and it's, or maybe they're at home for breakfast and it's hard to skip it. That might not be ideal. And then for those reasons, it's, it then may not be ideal, even though it may be lean towards ideal from a biological standpoint. Mm-hmm. So that's the, all the stuff we're having to juggle is not just biology, but also our social life setup and all those things. So those are, that's why it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like all this phenotype stuff is a factor. Mm-hmm. It's not the law. It's not yeah. the Holy grail. It's just, this is a factor in mm-hmm. who you are. And the worst thing you can do is go, Oh, I'm a slow metabolism. It's going to be harder. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Right. When so in reality, really the biggest thing you can do is just keep your daily movement up and mm-hmm. you know, it levels the playing field a whole lot more. That's and that's not even a super demanding thing for yeah. most people. That's the biggest takeaway I think for an in- individuals, you know what? Let me make sure I'm consistent with my knee, with my non exercise activity, with my walking, with my steps. Just get steps in. Work that in and then from there, yeah, let me find methods of controlling my nutrition that make it sustainable and doable. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I wager that the reason, cause I get plenty of steps daily and luckily mm-hmm. work, you know, the job helps me do that. But like when I go to lose weight, like I lose weight pretty fast, you know, and like it is kind of frustrating for, you know, yeah. other people that maybe don't lose it quite as fast. Mm-hmm. But if I'm getting 20,000 steps every single day, without fail like of course it's going to be easier for yeah. me because as i go down like it, it's ramping up man and this is just speculation i mean there I, there is some other stuff that is more concrete i just don't want to quote anything wrongly but yeah. 
that's also why in general women prob struggle it's harder for them to lose weight than men mm -hmm. because it evolutionarily it makes more sense for women to be more uh weight stable mm -hmm. for childbearing yeah purposes right and I, I think that's a good point you know if if they get into fight or flight stressed out mode from you know losing weight having not enough weight then you're less likely to be able to conceive mm -hmm. right and then if you are con you know conceived it it's harder to have uh, adequate nutrition for your baby right so you know it's more important for women to to have a little more body fat which they do yeah that's in general natural. and for their weight to be more stable yeah that, that's actually another good factor again mm -hmm. that's not concrete but it does make a good bit of sense all so. right so yeah, hopefully that, you know, is interesting to you and makes sense and gives you some takeaway, which again, we don't, <laughs> we know it's our common theme, but it, everything does come back to like the super simple stuff, right? It really and does. Yeah. Don't, don't get overwhelmed, caught up on what you can't control. Cause while we did just go over a lot, it really yeah. came down to keep your, your energy expenditure the same. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yep. So. All right. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Let yeah. us know. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. We'll next see you next week. time. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.